and welcome to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. My name's Pete. This episode is brought to you with the support of Service Core, the easy-to-use software for liquid waste and roll-off operators. Service Core provides a versatile platform that helps operators get jobs done, get paid, and provide a better service to their customers. We'll hear more about that later in the show. Today's episode is all about the finance options that are available to restroom operators looking to start or expand their business. Now, I've often said in the show, there are very few barriers to entry for anyone looking to start in the industry. If you start small and you already own a suitable vehicle, you can probably get into business with second-hand units and a sliding tank for less than $20,000, and that's fairly straightforward if you've got the funds in the bank. But what if you don't? What if you want to start on a larger scale, or what if you want to expand an already operating business? What finance options are available then? To answer that question, I spoke with Justin Lee from the Alliance Funding Group. Now, I first met Justin in the first season of Get Flushed when he was working with the team at Sanitrax. Back then, the million-dollar investment needed to get off the ground with Sanitrax modules was proving to be a major challenge for many of the operators looking to acquire the equipment. To help with that, Sanitrax teamed up with Justin and he developed a range of finance packages specifically geared towards Sanitrax buyers in the US. Earlier this year, I called Justin to seek his advice and learn more about the type of packages offered by the Alliance Funding Group to operators in the portable restroom industry. Welcome today to Justin Lee from the Alliance Funding Group. Justin, it's really great to have you on the show. Welcome. How's it going? How are you? Good, good. And we're here today to talk about funding, particularly around those portable restroom companies. Perhaps it's easiest if you explain your role and your background so that listeners get a feel for where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I work for an equipment financing company, Alliance Funding Group. Um, I've been in the industry for close to five years. It was the first job. I kind of got out of school and people always ask why equipment finance, why sales. I studied finance. The school I went to, Bentley University in Massachusetts, they kind of groomed you to go the investment banking route. And quite frankly, I didn't have the acumen for that and didn't want to work that much. I didn't want my finance degree to go to waste. So, you know, sales kind of fit the mantra of, you know, you get out as much as you put in. Um, and, I, you know, I was looking for finance companies. So that's where I started that career there um, and just kind of never looked, got brought on here to kind of, you know, help grow uh, this Los Angeles office. And did nothing been great. I'll be two years here in May, making a lot of calls, sending a lot of emails, trying to build my book of business, build out relationships throughout the industry. If I dive into the portable restroom industry, the pandemic has created huge demand. And most of the operators I'm talking to have not got any stock in their yards, not not because they've, they've not bought any, but because the demand is so high. Have you noticed that at AFG? Have you seen a, an uptake in lending as a result of the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I would say the last 12 to 18 months. I mean, so since the pandemic hit, there's obviously the industries that have struggled. But there's also industries that have thrived, such as the you know portable restroom uh, industry or the sanitation industry in general. And you know, as a salesperson within the equipment finance, you got to pivot and you know focus on the companies that are doing well at whatever given time. So ever since then, just been focusing on okay, well, how can I help them grow their business? The theme of the past six to twelve months is supply chain, this supply chain, that. You know, there's a huge backlog in everything. It's not just the portable restroom industry, but all industries um, in terms of just how long it takes to process stuff in general. <laughs> so I'm guessing because there's been that demand, a company such as AFG would see the, the sanitation industry as a good risk investment because the services are in such massive demand. You're keen to lend into that industry. 
Yeah, it's, it's a huge opportunity for us to diversify our portfolio. As an equipment finance company, we focus on you know construction companies, manufacturing companies, equipment that has really decent collateral. But that doesn't mean that we won't. I'm not going to say stretch our credit box, but I like to think that AFG has a pretty you know wide credit box, and you know we like to find ways to get deals done, not not reasons to say no. And the sanitation industry is definitely you know an exception to that. The main areas of investment that operators would be looking to fund would be fleet, so toilets the restroom cabins and more expensive units like the Sanitrax modules, which are pricey. That's been one of the recognized factors around Sanitrax. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, vehicles, um, pump trucks and tanks and things like that. Yeah. Have I missed anything else? Is that pretty much it? I would say as a as an equipment financing lender, you know, we we're, we're lending based off of the company credit and financial backing of the company. But also the asset or collateral that we're financing, you know, matters a lot. So the reason why we finance a lot within construction or manufacturing is because they have, you know, resellable cranes or yellow iron or CNC machinery that's resellable in five, 10 years. Well, portable restrooms, is it resellable in three, four, five years? Sure. But is the value going to be there? We quite frankly don't know. For you know, pump trucks or portable restroom trailers, you know, there is value because it's a title vehicle. It's a bit more resellable. I mean, if it's just restrooms, I, I think that the new price is anywhere from about six hundred to a thousand dollars per cabin. But the demand is so high and the supply is so short at the moment that I would imagine that the second-hand value is higher than it's ever been. And a lot, of course, is going to depend on the condition those units are in because they do get a, a really tough working life. They're out in all weathers, and you do see wear and tear probably faster on restrooms than you do on any other fleet that's out in the field. I think. Absolutely. The other aspect that I want to talk about is the fact that the restroom industry has got really low barriers to entry. You don't need very much to get off the ground to start as a pump operator. And I I wondered if that had reflected itself in the type of credit applications you're seeing or whether you're mainly dealing with existing operators who've already got some collateral to put into it. It's a mix of both. Essentially, if it's a person that wants to start start their own, you know, portable restroom operating business, well, I mean, that's short for a startup company, right? And a startup company is going to be seen as higher risk, higher credit risk rating. So, you know, cost of funds is going to be higher. It's going to be a shorter term. It's going to be a bit more of a rigid structure versus, you know, a portable restroom operator has been in business for 10 plus years and has been showing turning revenues and has a credit history of showing, you know, payments on time. So they're going to you know, obviously get better pricing than, you know, your startup portable restroom operation. So I've seen a mix of both. Um, It really just depends if they want, you know, that kind of financing in general. And then typically, if we get down into some of the detail, what sort of terms do operators finance restroom equipment over? It depends on the dollar amount. Every operator that I've spoken to, they want to go as long as term as possible to, you know, lower that monthly payment. But, you know, from a credit perspective, it's not optimal to, you know, finance portal restaurants for, you know, 84, 72 months. We'll show them 24 to 48, maybe 60 month max terms. It just depends again on the dollar amount and the credit. I would say most popular is that 24 to 48 month term. But if they're purchasing an entire fleet of it where it's like pushing, you know, 30, 50,000 plus, even 100,000 plus, I've seen orders like that, that will go, you know, 60, 72 months. The return period, the return on investment is usually made pretty quickly on restrooms. I think that's mainly because they're not super high value to begin with. Trucks and fleet are a different game because the, the capital value is much, much higher, but, but restrooms per se are fairly cheap compared to a lot of other plant. Oh yeah, definitely. What territories does AFG operate in, Justin? Are you global? We're primarily U.S. lending based. If they're a company or entity set up in the U.S., then we could lend to them. 
we have provided funding for global companies that have a large global presence and also large U.S. presence. We've done uh, deals where it's a Canadian entity. Uh, we've done deals where our equipment's located overseas or even in Mexico or even in Canada. But I would say like 90%, 95% of our transactions are all U.S.-based. And is that a fairly straightforward application process and a quick turnaround or is it an extensive? Because obviously it's financial risk, so you need to do your due diligence. It depends on the dollar amount of the request. So I would say 200, 250K or less, all the customers just signed as a credit application, provide us with the quotes of the equipment. And then, you know, we're going to get, you know, an approval within 24 hours. If it's a dollar amount higher than that, then, you know, we'll do a bit more underwriting, uh, look at the last three years of tax returns, financials, and, you know, that turnaround of pricing proposal to approvals, you know, generally five to seven business days. And then in terms of the due diligence, once the loan's been made or the financing arrangements set in place, do you maintain an ongoing relationship with that client, especially if they're a new startup? Do you keep an eye on them to make sure that things are going in the right direction? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as, as you know, someone who works in sales, it's, you know, I have to keep in touch with them quarterly. Um, it's what I, it's what I like to do. And I always ask them, Hey, like, thank you for your business. When's the next opportunity, right? I don't want a one-off deal. I, I want a continued relationship because there are hundreds and hundreds of lending companies in the U S it's a very competitive landscape. Um, otherwise someone else just like me is going to knock on their door and say like, Hey, you know, I can earn your business and I could potentially lose that relationship just because I'm not following up with them. With fuel prices at an all-time high, every extra hour our drivers are out on the road is costing at least $100. Driver wages and fuel are the biggest cost of PRO's businesses, which means inefficient routes are the number one thing eating into our profits currently. If this all sounds familiar, then you might ask yourself, are my routes optimized? Do my stop orders maximize service time and minimize windshield time? Is each route close to eight hours? We all want to cut back on overtime. Do my routes have the right amount of stops and no overlap? If you answered no or unsure about any of these, then you should look at Service Core software. Service Core is an easy-to-use software built specifically for liquid waste and roll-off businesses. It's going to help you get your jobs done, get paid, and provide better service to all your customers. Service Core's routing engine is going to make sure all your routes are optimized, balanced, and dense with only a few clicks. So you can go to sleep at night knowing you're getting every last dollar of profit you can out of each of your routes. Now's the time you need to be thinking about this. Come see what we can do at servicecore.com. Do you offer insurance and other ancillary products like that and services like that, or is it just the finance arrangements? It's just equipment financing. We also have a working capital division where it's another form of lending. It's just unsecured. Um, but working capital traditionally is you know higher cost of funds than equipment financing if we talk about purchase and leasing, because they're two avenues to get into equipment ownership, you can buy outright or you can lease it. Is there a preference from the lender's perspective? Well, what I always tell all customers is like, hey, like we can't compete with cash. So you got if you're cash flush and want to write a check, that is totally okay. Like I'm not here to sell you on an interest rate that you can just write a check for. But what I will say is, you know, well, where do you see your business two, three, four, five years from now? Because you see all the companies that are on that high, you know, trajectory growth phase, you know, companies, they use other people's money or banks' money to help grow their companies called leveraging their company or debt financing. You know, if you're looking to grow, it's smart to use other people's or I'd say a bank's money or a lender's money like us. If you want to stay, you know, risk adverse and just write, you know, write a check and just kind of grow at your own pace, then just do that because cash is something that we can't compete with. 0% financing is something that we don't offer. 
And yeah, that's what I leave them with. Do restroom operators typically extend themselves to the maximum value that they can achieve and really go for growth? Or are you seeing a much more conservative approach in the market? I would say a more conservative approach because there's lots of lead times. Um, People don't like the idea of financing uh, something that's not going to come for maybe two, three, six months. Um, and I don't blame them. That's totally fine. You know, cause a lot of suppliers now and vendors now they're, they're requiring pretty high payment terms where it's like, Hey, we need a 50% deposit. And like, well, shoot, I don't, I don't want to pay, you know, say the deal's 30 K. I don't want to write a check for 15 K. Well, we could help, you know, if you finance with us, we'll or issue that vendor, that progress payment on your behalf. So that's another selling point that we've been pitching. And that makes a lot of sense where the lead-in times are really long, which they are at the moment. I know operators who've been waiting for three, six, seven months for restrooms to be delivered. So that certainly takes the pressure off and it avoids them being exposed to that immediate risk and losing their own cash or or spending their own cash and then not being able to manage the business on a day-to-day basis before the delivery is made. Because until you've got the restrooms in the yard, you're not making any money on them, are you? No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like a lot of times, you know, um, I see customers or operators kind of move forward on, on a whim. And I do ask like, hey, do you have any jobs lined up? They're like, oh, like, you know, I'm waiting for this one last signature. Their promise, not going to say promised revenue, but what their expected revenue does not line up with uh, reality. And, you know, I've, I've been there in that you, 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 you're approached or you make an approach to win a contract and it's often dependent on having extra equipment and it's a real juggling game. It really is. And a lot of contracts will dependent on have you got, you know, maybe the, the client wants 100 restrooms for six months and if you've not got those 100 restrooms in the yard, it's difficult to know when to pull the trigger because quite often the the hirer won't sign the deal until you've actually guaranteed the that you can supply and at the same time, you don't want to pull the trigger and buy that equipment until you know that you've actually got a market or a customer for it. Yeah, it's it truly is a juggling act. It's really important for you to tell listeners how they can get in touch with Justin and AFG if they're listening in and they want to grow their business and they're looking for some financial support. Is there an email or a, a website that perhaps they can use to get in touch with you? Yeah, so my email is uh, jlee at afg.com. So it's J-L-E-E at afg.com. Uh, we also have an online credit application. I also send you over the URL. Um, it's quick and easy. You just fill out the credit application. I get pinged to my email saying, hey, Joe from you know Texas wants to finance you know these you know, X kind of equipment. And I'll reach out to Joe from there. But um, pretty easy process. Uh, anytime I get inbound lead, I get very excited. So, you know, just know that you submit it, you'll, you'll be hearing from me soon. Cool. Well, let's hope you do because, you know, 65% of the listeners uh, to the podcast are in North America. So there's a great audience there. And I know that a lot of the listeners are operators. And if genuinely, if they're in this space, I think you're pretty well positioned to be able to help them because you understand the industry. You've been working with providers and you've got great contacts. Is there anything else that you want to mention about um, either you or AFG or the industry that might be valuable for listeners? Like I said before, the equipment financing or lending industry in general in the U.S. is extremely saturated. And most of the, your listeners in the U.S. are probably already getting bombarded by lots of cold calls or emails. And that's expected because that's, you know, our line of work. Um, you just kind of keep calling calling until you find a deal or find a, a willing customer. But what I will say, you know, what sets me apart from, you know, other companies, uh, and I should say AFG is, you know, our customer service. And more importantly, you're working with me. I'm going to be working diligently for the customer um, or you. 
on the younger side versus some of the older sales guys. So you know, I'm going to play the, the, the youth card, age card, meaning I'm hungry for business. Um, you know, I don't like waiting. I like getting things done. I like taking the initiative. Um, so, you know, I've, I found that to, you know, play kind of play my side of the corner, you know, for over the past few years. And I'm going to kind of continue leaning on that for, while I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's a legitimate argument, man. You know, use it while you've got it. It's great that you've, you've been willing to come on the podcast. I'm not short of guests, but I'm trying to find guests who are really going to add value to the listeners. My intention was to help restroom operators improve their business performance. And I've done a lot of episodes where I've talked about how to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the restroom operation. And this is definitely key to that because, you know, unless you're investing, you're not growing. Yeah, I, I agree. And lastly, what I want to say about AFG, I know I kind of gave you a tidbit about, you know, been in business for 20 plus years, but what sets us apart from other independent lenders, and when I say independent lenders, um, I mean, you know, we're not a bank nor bank owned, we're probably owned by three owners, um, is that we're a direct lender. And lots of independent lenders are not direct lenders, they'll broker uh, the deals to other companies. Um, so I would say 70% of our portfolio is on balance sheet, meaning AFG prefers to lend internally and hold the risk, which gives me confidence that we could provide the best pricing in today's marketplace while also leaning on, I would say 20 plus syndicate sources that we lean on to get our deals done. You know, now what goes into that decision of, you know, internal or do we send it to a source that I let my, you know, my credit manager or portfolio manager handle that decision. But, you know, we're the best of both worlds. So I tell my customers, we were first and foremost direct lender, but we also lean on other sources to get deals done. And which is why I like to believe, you know, our credit box is very, very competitive. Excellent. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Justin. And I'm sure there'll be listeners out there uh, uh, tuned in and think I'm going to talk to Justin because he might be able to arrange something for me that helps me grow my company and move forward. All right. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Cheers. You too. You. Bye. I'd like to thank Justin for taking part in the show. And I'll put links to both the AFG website and Justin's email in the notes for the show. Thank you to Service Corps for their support this week. And if you'd like to hear more from Get Flushed, please visit my Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash getflushed, where you'll get early access to every episode and bonus material that's not available anywhere else. And if you'd like my help growing your restroom business, why not book a no-obligation slot for a one-on-one chat with me? Just visit getflushed.com slash booking or use the link in the notes. Okay, that's it for this week. Once again, thank you for your time. I've been Pete and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the business of sanitation.